idle hands are the devil's plaything. <laughs> that's true. Um, so like <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's so true, bestie. Um, but, okay, but like, what is the percentage? You think Jack Antonoff and BB? Oh no, like, 69. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? <laughs> hey, Andrew, I'm sorry. I'm not even <laughs> engaging with you. I'm so sorry. You saying that, though, I do feel like there is a good chance that, like, I never thought about that, but I feel like there's a good chance that that's going to happen. Like, just like, he, he's kind of like Thanos with, like, all his, like, you know, pop girl infinity stones. And just like, <laughs> she has her own producer, though, so I don't know. Like, she produced most of Punisher. So. Yeah, but, like, it's like, I am at, I could totally see her, like, because Claro, I wasn't thinking she would, like, work with some, like, you know, him. Have you heard the new Claro? Uh, him. I it's like good. it a lot, actually. It yeah. is good. I, 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 by the way, like, I don't want to this to come off as like i hate jack antonov i think he's very i think he's very good i think he's very talented but like it's just like the part of me is just like work with someone else like, oh absolutely do, do, Andrew, I, I have a question for you like, then that kind of goes yeah, along with for this. the culture yeah yeah for the culture if there is a phoebe bridgers does that not imply the existence of a phoebe verse and a phoebe chorus <laughs> phoebe hook <laughs> phoebe, phoebe hook phoebe outro phoebe pan <laughs> Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And I'm the ever punctual and organized <laughs> Michael Lamentado. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is this is going to be great. Uh, we're starting a new mini series, a new uh, we're, we're covering our March moodiness winner, Dolly Parton. For our new miniseries called Dolly Podton. Uh, Dolly. So, <laughs> Mrs. Worldwide herself. <laughs> yeah. Dolly Parton. And uh, we have we have a lot to cover this week. Um, there's uh, We're doing two albums today. Uh, Code of Many Colors and My Tennessee Mountain Home. Let's just get straight into it. Like let, let's let's cut all the let's cut all the BS like and talk real for a second here. Uh, what are, what are your impressions of Dolly Parton before entering this miniseries? Uh, I know the hits of Dolly. I know Jolene, I Will Always Love You, uh, 9 to 5. Uh, there's a period where Kai and I, like, listened to 9 to 5, like, only. Wow. Yeah, we, like, would listen to it nonstop. Nonstop. Uh, Hamilton's over here at the... St- no. Man, the man is nonstop. <laughs> I'm scared. He wrote the... 349 letters. Dolly wrote the other 51. (laughs) Please help me. Dolly wrote the other 3,000 songs. I don't like this. And I I will always never be satisfied. He will never be satisfied. (laughs) Hamilton's working 1899. What a way to make a living. You guys are quite finished. (laughs) Yeah. What's next? (laughs) What's next? What do you got? Uh, 
Okay, come on, Sean. <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's as funny as our Hamilton Dolly Parton you guys, bit. You guys know did. how well I do when I'm interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, interrupted. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like, that's basically, like, I, I know her personality. She's, lo- she's like, the lovable America's sweetheart. Uh, I know she won't appear on Drag Race. Um, that's all I know about her. I, I really like Dolly Parton's personality. I like the songs that I knew, like her hits. Like Jolene is one of my favorite songs, I think, of all time. I think she's really great. I like how big her boobs are. I like that she's like a real life drag queen. Sure. She's like the OG drag queen. I want to talk about Dolly's boobs in every episode of this, but oh, it's hard not you know. to. It's a big presence. Two for, yeah. two for six, though. Like so far, <laughs> like we, we recorded the Jolene episode right before uh, before this one. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Um, so for me, I really didn't know a lot. I and I I don't want this to come off the wrong way because the reason I haven't listened to a lot of her stuff and I don't want this to come off the wrong way is because. You don't like her big boobs. <laughs> no. Um, no. Like, um, the re- I, I kind of like was, uh, my impression of her was that she was kind of tacky a little bit. Uh, just like she, because I just knew of like the, the big personality, the big hair, the, you know, the, the big the, what else? The, the, the rhinestones, what else? What else? <laughs> like the big catalog of albums and stuff like that. Great song. The big boot. The big boots. Um, These boobs are made for walking. Yeah. So, like, um, <laughs> I'm agreeing with Come you. Come on, Andrew. I'm agreeing you miss us. with you. you. Seen us I'm in agreeing a little bit. with you. I agree. <laughs> Listeners, Andrew is rolling his eyes every time I talk, and he's saying what he's mouthing whatever with his mouth, like like I, like we're in high school music. He said, "Did whatever major loser like from Camp Rock?" I I, I like uh, I threw a slushy in your face. Yeah, <laughs> he threw a rotten tomato, and somehow it actually landed on my face that was like that was the part of glee that was like so insane to me is like the that was like their prank is like they they bought slushies and they threw it at people like that was that's it's like when people were like buying nike shoes just to burn them it's like well you're just wasting your money like i like is I, it like that I remember, it is like it is like that <laughs> um, yeah man. I, I need more ex- america do be like that um <laughs> but like i remember like i um like because I watched like, you know, the thumbtack thumbtack prank, you know, just like on a like a TV show or like a cartoon or something where you put the little thumbtack on someone's chair and they sit on it and it, like hurts. And like, that's and so like, shit. That's so like, <laughs> first of all, like, what if they hits the, hits the rectum? Whoa. That's not good. They'll die. <laughs> They'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like, just like with Dolly, my impression of her was like, oh, she's like a Vegas residency type of person. You know, she has like a residen- residency at Vegas and like, she has a very niche audience. I just like, oh yeah, we love Dolly Parton. It's like kind of like Cirque du Soleil a little bit. It's just like, there's like a specific subsect of people who just like go to Cirque du Soleil or whatever and that's their thing whenever they go to Vegas but you think Dolly has a niche audience it's like it it's weird because it's like it in a way like she's like I I don't remember the exact statistic but like um she's like close to number one in terms of like the most well-liked artists of all time and like Beyonce's like 50 something and like uh Adele like yeah and in terms of like not only just like in terms of like positive but in terms of like lack of negative things people have to say about her you yeah. know she's not like a secret Ellen or whatever hopefully <laughs> like hopefully um yeah so everybody but, is a 
fan of her, right? That's not like niche though. Yeah, no, no, like that was my impression. Uh, like you know, oh, I'm sorry, okay, growing up and stuff, and then just like. Or or the other part, the other half was just like, oh, this is for children. Like, this is for babies. Like, this is for like, mm-hmm. you know, just like you see like a Christmas special on Netflix or whatever and go like, okay, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, when it, I think it's partially too, like it is, she is so like theatrical. Like we talked about it in the Orville Peck episode, but like she's basically like, well, and Michael said she's a like drag queen, basically. Like Also, she's like super Christian and that's like part of her brand kind of and that kind of can be a little off-putting but you realize it's like a country version of Christianity once you actually get into it. So, I don't know if that's part of it too. So, yeah, we'll get into it later. That's a very fascinating part of her personality too, is like her version of Christianity is very appealing. It's very, very um, inclusive and uh uh encompassing of like what real life is actually about and she says like you know i don't practice religion like i think you have to live you have to live it kind of you have to live god's love you have to live god's you know mercy and like show that to people you can't just like put a label on and i think that's really cool that pair with the idea that um it is country music and i had like a stigma of country music at the time Mm-hmm. Uh, was a reason why I wasn't putting her catalog, you know, as a priority to listen to, like in terms of, and also just like the fact that like, um, just like the way music history is written about like men and about women, like that women aren't respected, like women songwriters aren't as respected as songwriters as like, just like a Bob Dylan or Billy Joel or whoever, like they're just like right. not always put in the same conversation where like that that's like something that i want to use this month to explore is like her as a songwriter her as an album you know constructing albums and stuff like that constructing narratives Mm -hmm. and stuff so uh yeah that's my preconceived notions quick background on dolly uh she was born in january 19th 1946 uh has you know was born with 11 brothers and sisters one of them tragically passed away at four days later uh, so that's like really tragic. And then like she started writing songs when she was like uh, five and then started professionally writing songs when she was like 10 years old. Her early stuff pre because this is her Code of Many Colors is her eighth album, like eight. <laughs> like That's like mm-hmm. that's like and this is like we consider this like this is the beginning. Like This is where it starts. Yeah, this is like the first fifth of her career, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> But yeah, it's like. um her early career before this album was very sad. Very, a lot of really sad songs. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a song like Daddy Come and Get Me, which is about like a woman begging her dad to get her out of an insane asylum. It's kind of based on her aunt. Um, the Bridge is about like a woman dying from suicide and jumping off a bridge after her man got her pregnant and ran off. Damn. Like, yeah. And Down from Dover is about like a girl who got pregnant and is waiting for a man to come back. But doesn't so she gets ostracized from her community and her, from her family and then she has a miscarriage oh my <laughs> god yeah that's like you wouldn't have expected that from I was, I was like really shocked by that uh after listening to this album i was like 
<laughs> like the, that's like how like the stuff you see like scrawled in like a goth kid's like notebook just right, like right, with right. like uh-huh. with like the s you think this, you know, like the, yeah the superhero s yeah. yeah do you think this man is the canonic uh canonical traveling man from this album Whoa. but like that Whoa. that's like kind of like you know the the traveling man is like a light comedy version of like these songs where like no one dies at yeah, the yeah. end you know <laughs> um but yeah it's like because like part of the stuff she grew up with was like like Appalachian Appalachian like folk songs about like women getting murdered and beaten and stuff like that and like that was what she grew up with and like also she says she talks about seeing troubling she never she never had a mis- miscarriage she never um had anything that serious but growing up at that community growing up around people who went through experiences like that she felt uh, she had the need to like you know give that a voice and stuff like that. I forget. I forget. Like part of listening to these albums reminded me that like Dolly Parton is like older than my grandparents. Basically, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when you said she was born in forty six, I was like, holy shit, she's like almost eighty, basically. Like yeah, so like very sad songs early on in her career, and like she wrote these uh, when she was like twenty one years old. So like down from Dover is like not only incredibly sad and bleak and dark but also like really incredible songwriting really incredible storytelling you know just like how she parses out details and just like um and makes the song more and more tragic and uses the chorus narratively i think is really cool um but yeah so that's some of the backgrounds let's get into themes uh let's here's how we'll do it we'll kind of like uh do themes of co-main colors and then themes of my tennessee mountain home and then we'll kind of like pair them together basically and i'll alternate a little bit uh code of many col- yeah so let's talk about the themes of code of many code of many colors um i have a code <laughs> of many colors it was red and yellow and green and jacob <laughs> jacob and sons uh, jacob 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 and <laughs> okay so like code many colors this album um from dolly parton um what do you feel what do you uh, sean let's hear from you first like what do you feel are the themes of this album it basically feels like reading her diary or something like that you know where it's all just i mean it's very personal like uh biographical songs but there are like it touches on quite a few different like there's different themes within it um but in in whole it's basically just a look into her life that's such a like a generic answer but like I, that's the gist of it really like um like there's heartbreak there's you know talk a lot about her mom and stuff like that and uh yeah i mean it's it is a it's a broad album to some degree in the themes but also like it's her songwriting is very specific, um, which is something that like country music in general, like I, I mean, I don't listen to a ton of current country, but that's one thing I always liked about country music, especially older country music was it's storytelling basically. And I, th- I think that's like, I love, I love listening to that. I love specifics in songs. So, and uh, a lot of this record and Tennessee home is there's a lot of specific instances that I think make the music really interesting to listen to. But uh, but yeah, in, in in whole, it's just a look into her life. Yeah, it's like kind of the, her origin story. Like this is a good yeah. episode to start the series with because it's kind of like where what was her childhood like? Basically? Yeah, I mean, Michael, do you have anything to add on that? 
No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I actually do have some stuff to say. I'm sorry. I feel like this this album explores a little bit, like, personal feelings a little bit more so than I feel like some of her other stuff we've listened to does. Like, less so, like, her situation, but more so her mental state. Like, Tennessee Home talks a lot more about, like, her mom, her relationship with her mm-hmm. family. And this one's a lot more like, here's... You know, we'll never know what happens to us when we die. Uh, right, right. You know, like, it's that a lot more feelings guard. based. To me, yeah. like the album is kind of like, first of all, obviously we talked about her childhood. Like, what was she like as a kid, basically? What was she like as a teenager, as a kid? And like a very little kid to a teenager to like kind of now. And then like, it's kind of also like the loose narrative of the album is how Dolly got her groove back, basically. You know, like she starts <laughs> the album like confident, with her mom building up like these, like the foundation of pride and bliss and, mm-hmm. you know, with like, you know, the, the biblical story and stuff like that, making lovingly making her a coat and then mm-hmm. having your heart broken and traveling man. And like, um, or, and then also by like her a, mom, by her <laughs> mom, mom yeah. by her mom, like, but also like a more abstract heartbreak. Um, cause it could be about her first husband. It's not, uh, I wasn't able to find anything verifiable about that, so I can't say for sure. Um, but yeah, like she talks about like a heartbreak and stuff like that. And um, she's heartbroken and then she kind of reconnects with nature. She kind of reconnects with like God in terms of like, maybe I'll never quite understand it. Like cool, like early summer breeze is basically uh, her reconnecting with nature and then like falling in love with the way I see you and then coming out the other end, like here I am. And then at the end <laughs> kind of going, let, let, let's like, let's now that I've developed confidence for myself, let me try and make the world a better place for everyone to live. It's very sweet. Very, very, yeah. very like, I love these. That's the thing I like about these Dolly records, like, or at least the ones we've listened to so far is like, oh, they're all 10 songs long. They're all, that's like, I yes. like it. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. And like, I, I, this is the ideal album length. Yeah. This is like, here you go. Here's the album. <laughs> 10 songs. Yeah. I'll make one in six months. See, yeah. you, see you soon. Right. But yeah. Like, that, just like, it's also like, uh, kind of like dealing with like the, the setbacks and doubts like spurned by external forces and then getting back with God and falling in love with herself, falling in love with the world again. Um, Mm -hmm. Love it. I I think it's, it's very sweet. It's incredibly sweet. And like, that's a, that's the best part of like Dolly's music is just sometimes just how sweet it is and how simple it is. Like that is like so disarming at times. That's like at her best. That's what she does. It's kind of like the Mister Rogers, like when he talked to the congressperson about like funding PBS, and he the congressperson was so moved that he was just like, "Yeah, you get your funding." Like just like really, (laughs) like I'm a cynic. There's no way, you know. Like and then like coming out the other end, like just like, yeah, life is beautiful. Children, we need to protect our children. All that stuff. Yeah, you know. This is like the Dolly I know of from like this is the dolly i know basically like that i was familiar with was like the sweet innocent like dolly yeah which is like really interesting because knowing that she came from like a really first of all poverty like true poverty like you know and then second of all like from like her early songs were so sad and so like bleak and like reflective of her reality 
that to choose to view the world in this way is like really like that's why I like you know even though like it's still like it's a little on the rocks now that's why I like chances because like even though like yes big day coloring book are very cheesy albums you it's special because you knew where he came from of terms like oh he he could have been just like this guy with potential who like burnt out basically like you know he could have been another statistic in chicago or something like that but he's like he's doing okay for himself I, I, that's that's why that i like that um let's yeah, move yeah, on absolutely yeah let's move on to my tennessee mountain home uh what do you think of the themes of this one uh, her home. <laughs> That's way more about her home. So much home. She said, she said, baby, are you from Tennessee? Because you're my home. That's her pickup line. <laughs> what? <laughs> you tried. No, you know this. It's like, maybe are you from Memphis? Because you're the only 10 I see. Oh. And so I was doing a riff on that famous oh, okay, 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 okay. I got it. Okay. I just yeah, don't believe it. I don't okay. it. I've never hit hey, on anyone you know in what? my life, so... <laughs> Okay, so it's about home, like her Tennessee mountain home. Um, and her mom. She loves her mom. Yeah, it's like mom and dad loves her mom and dad. Um, but also like leaving home to go to Nashville, basically, and start mm-hmm. a career. Play some songs at the on the stairs with her stale, uh, stale uh, what'd she eat that's stale? Roll or something like that. Stale yeah, sweet yeah. roll or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I So this is a, I, I love this album conceptually. I think it's so good conceptually, narratively too. And like, mm-hmm. I, the, maybe that's just like how my brain is broken. I try to find narratives in albums. Um, but I, I, I find this like an inverse hero's journey kind of, of terms of like, she starts from Nashville and then the, the Mecca, the trek to like her Mecca is to her home. And then she comes back like having change and like with the energy to take on the music business and then stuff like that. It's full circle. Yeah. That's very satisfying to me. Like that's like, and then it's also like how it's like nostalgia. It's like, I think a very Mm -hmm. mature view of nostalgia and her past and like looking at that honestly. So it starts off there. I remember is very, it starts off very positive. Like all positive memories. I remember my mom. I love my mom. I love my dad. All that. All positive memories. Then, like, she starts to like dig deeper, dust it off a little bit. Like old black kettles. Yeah. Like, man, we didn't have a stove. And then, like, man, my dad was overworked. You know, all, all yeah. stuff like that. And and then she kind of comes to the conclusion of just like, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't do it again. But I still. But also, like, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And it was like, and then yeah. she literally goes back home like she goes back home and then but it's like still it's melancholy it's not the same anymore it's like man like this isn't the same exactly and then she goes back to nashville to like she has the renewed strength to do it because she's so sad and forlorn and uh yearning in the first song like the letter um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's like kind of what i think of it yeah i mean you Hit the nail on the head, basically, yeah. But you said it reminded me, or made me think of this. Uh, good sketch idea for Lorne Michaels, and it's about Lorne Michaels, but he's sad. <laughs> you should write that into him. What if, like, Lorne Michaels found like, a cloning machine and uh, cloned four of him, and it was, like, for Lorne? <laughs> for Lorne and seven years ago? <laughs> for Lorne and seven <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so that's, like, okay. So that those are themes of the record. Uh, let's take a quick break and get back to uh, talking about Cone Many Colors and my Tennessee Mountain home. Click. 
and we're back here to talk about uh, Dolly Parton for the the uh, uh, podcast miniseries Dolly Parton, and uh, um, let's talk about like um, Code of Many Colors. Let's talk about highlights of this record. What do you What do you like about this album? My my highlight far and away is Here I Am. I think that's like Ooh, maybe yeah. one of my favorite Dolly Parton songs. I has the best chorus. It's like very triumphant. It's perfectly placed in the album, second to the last. Um, yeah you know it's like very self-affirming and i love a good self-affirming song <laughs> stuff to find like non like pop Katy perry anthems that are self-affirming you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah like i don't feel like a lot of songs are like you know i'm resilient i will stand strong that aren't like weirdly christian and some some dolly parton songs are weirdly christian but not this one so <laughs> <laughs> i kind of wish this you was know. the last song i i think I, I i like better place to live i think it's fine but i just like love here i am as the last statement she says also because both tracks fade out so it doesn't make sense that both tracks fade out like fade outs are tough too because i always feel like fade outs are kind of a cop out to where they're like we don't know how to finish the song (laughs) let's fade out which is i know is not true but like it's it's very funny to like think of just like uh you're like listening to it like you're watching a song live and then you decide to walk away that's like also kind of the vibe (laughs) right all right i'm i'm out of here (laughs) basically I like the electric guitar though. That's so cool. I, I I just like, and it's also here I am earned because the the previous eight songs are very much her developing that confidence in herself. I think my blue tears is just a gorgeous sounding song. Um, I think I love the sound of the guitar. I love the vocal performances. Um, and I found out that Emmy Lou Harris, I think it was Emmy Lou Harris and Linda Ronstadt are on it as well. Um, providing harmonies and I'm like oh that makes sense because they all sound amazing Code of Many Colors also just the title track I think is really great I love the idea that there are you know certain things that we hold dear that other people might see as like trashy or they hold it in a different regard but there are little things to us that that are special and mean a lot to us and uh, I just think that's I think that's a really cool thing to write about and uh, yeah also just painting that picture of you know where she was at in her life how dirt poor they were basically i think is again really interesting to learn about i had no idea she was like came from a poor background basically it's kind of like how like shame is like it's taught you know you're taught to be ashamed of yourself yeah you know like dolly had no problem with herself until she was told by the other kids like you're poor and stuff like that yeah sorry it's also like it's not even like it's such a relatable feeling too because we've all been made fun of for like certain you know little things like it doesn't it's not just about being poor like it's relatable for everybody which i think it it translates very well this is probably like a she says this is her her favorite song she's ever written and her Mm -hmm. most autobiographical um it it seems like a core memory it seems like one of those like Mm -hmm. inside out core memories that just like this is this informed who i am basically that coat is also apparently on display in the dolly pardon museum yeah that's awesome like we should go to there I would, like <laughs> we trip. should do a special episode like at dollywood that'd be so like fun like i just, had no idea dolly world was a real place oh you thought it was just like a like on the simpsons or something like that just yeah like, i so. thought it was like conjured up by like whatever i don't know Mass I had hysteria no idea. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i had no idea it was like actually existed so that's really crazy it's it's so brave of her to own this childlike vulnerability it's so it's so brave to say like 
to put because like the knock the potential knock about this album could be it's so simple it's like the lyricism is simple she just like very simple metaphors it's like man a multicolored butterfly isn't that beautiful like basically um but it's just like one it's accessing her childlike nature and then again it's like because of her past because of like it's like that line like one is only poor if one chooses to be like Mm -hmm. you know you your experience you can't choose your experience necessarily but you can choose how you look at it you can choose to come out the other end a better person or a person contributing to the world and making the world a better place and stuff like or like your demeanor you can control your demeanor too you can control how you feel like how you react to stuff. Yeah, you can't control the situation, but you can control how you react to it, yeah. I love If I Lose My Mind. Um, it's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Like, it's it's very funny. It's like, cause I think this is more the mom album than the other one. Uh, yeah, like, it's kind of like, this, this is like kind of the, there's like a mini arc in this album, but just like, you know, my mom created this foundation of love. Then she took away my man. And then she, <laughs> and then like, we have to talk about that now before, before we <laughs> okay. lose it. Traveling man, which was going to be my second highlight was not going to be one of my highlights until the very end of that song. So traveling yeah. man is about this like guy who comes into town, sells some stuff is like, like a seedy outside of town man who she has to like pretend to go fetch water from the creek to meet up with him and like make out with him and she talks about how like her mom is like not wanting her to meet up with the traveling man right but then last 15 seconds of the song she's like but then my mom ran away with the traveling man i do miss that traveling man and my mom which i think is so crazy it's so funny she's like 14 or 15 in the perspective of this song right her mom is just like see ya dolly (laughs) So obviously this is probably fictional. <laughs> like this is probably just like a made up story. Right. That's very right. fun. It's like, it's like comedy. Like I did not expect it has a this. good twist. It's a good twist. Unbelievable twist. It's like, so f- it's so funny. It's like an arrested development comedy of errors type of thing. <laughs> just like, mm. she also doesn't really play it for laughs either. Like it's funny, but it's not like, she's not like, Ha-ha, she drops you know? it so she drops the twist so nonchalantly <laughs> that I didn't even register that it happened. Like it, it's like, oh, I I guess like mama is something you evoke evoke in a song like this. I didn't literally think it was about her mom. <laughs> it's good. I I, I love. I think this song is so funny, and it's also tonal. It helps it tonally because if this was just a straight up heartbreak song after Code of Many Colors. I don't know if the rest of the album would be as impactful. Like, and you could kind of just like the heartbreak is more inferred instead of like, just like telling her, telling exactly what happened and stuff like that. Like that is portrayed in blue tears. And if I lose my mind, um, I think it, the fact that it's a funny song makes those songs more impactful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, but no, I just I love this song. to touch on the traveling man of it all. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah, like if I lose my so then like, um, th- it's speculated that this song is about if I lose my mind is about her ex husband. So she m- was married briefly to a different person before Carl Dean, the person he's she's been with for like fifty some years. Yeah, so like the idea of just it's so like she's so heartbroken, she's so hurt that she's reverted and regressed to this childlike state, and she can't even fully articulate 
what has happened. And she ultimately, she just like, she needs her mom. She needs her mommy, basically. And I think that's just like a, those three songs, like Code of Many Colors, like Traveling Man, If I Lose My Mind. It's just a really beautiful three art and like blue tears and like if i lose my mind it's just like a really beautiful arc in of itself in the album i like early early morning breeze just uh for the like yeah like you said the simplicity of it but it's also just like i mean a really beautiful song about yeah like you said reconnecting with nature it also just sounds different too like the drums are not just like backing a track like backing the track necessarily they're also like more like backing the melody kind of, I guess. And I love the bass line. Like it just starts with that bass line. I just, it, it sounds different from the rest of the album, but like in a very good, good way. It's a good change of pace. It's also on Jolene, which is so weird to me. Oh, is it song. really? It's on yeah. Jolene. Yeah. It's like kind oh, of her re, like retweeting a tweet that she felt was underrated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, remember. Y'all remember this you one? You appreciate <laughs> this. Like. It's it also fits in better, I think, with Jolene than it does in this. I album. think it fits better here, like to me. Oh, really? Yeah, to me. Okay, because it's like kind of uh, after after mystery, the mystery is just like her kind of going, man. There maybe there are things I just don't need to know. Maybe there are things I'm not meant to understand in the world, and then going into nature and then just like accepting it as like beauty and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's just like. Um, it's a rebuttal to Blue Tears, I think, is kind of like Blue Tears is her, her going like, nature, no thanks. I'm not in the mood, you know, basically. And then, nature, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone, mom. <laughs> Fly away, butterfly. Yeah. So uh, let's do low lights of this one. Um, I'll, I'll go since I already started. Yeah. Uh, mystery of the mystery. It typifies my least favorite type of behavior a person in America can have, which is I don't know what. I don't and will not understand this. Therefore, why even care? It bothers me so much. I don't feel like that's like a attitude I I take towards life. And it bothers me so much when especially because I meet so many people or I've known so many people who are like, sorry to make this is like classic me on the podcast. I meet so many people that are like homophobic and hold their like homophobic beliefs because they're like grandparent told their parent to tell them that like being gay is bad basically like and it's like that's what that's what god told me and it's like no god didn't tell you that your dad told you that you (laughs) know what i mean and it's like the mystery of the mystery kind of to me is like you know it talks about like we'll never know might as well trust god with that but it's not about like homophobia or something like that (laughs) it it, it co-aligns i don't know sean i don't i I understand like it as growing up in the church people that talk like this are the most homophobic people you will Oh, meet. no, absolutely. No, I totally see where you're coming from. Like, I completely okay. agree. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not... I think it's just... Too, the song is, like, too triggering for me to even enjoy sure. outside okay. of that. So... Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, because I guess I didn't see it as that. I just saw it more as, like, they're... Because it is. It's about, like, life. Like, nobody knows what happens. Like, right. And, of course, nobody... Right. All those things are true. This song holds true. It rings true. But it also is like adjacent to all this other stuff. Sure. That I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I get that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, the bad faith, argue, the the worst version of this is, well, God didn't intend us to know um, 
things, like know everything. So I'm going to be passive, basically. I'm going like climate change, you know, all that stuff. Like if God meant to like eradicate the earth or something like that, then he'll do it. Like we're not like, that's the passive way to like, that's the worst version of that. But mm-hmm. I think the best version of it is kind of just like humility and Zen and honesty of just like, I don't know. And maybe we, maybe the rest of our life, we we won't know. You know? Yeah, it's kind of that thing of like we're all in this, like we, nobody knows we're all in this together. Like it's this is a unified feeling. Like we don't know what's gonna happen. Like and there's that, that, that's there's a part of me that like prefers this version of Christianity in terms of just like I wish more Christians just said they didn't know stuff. Like I wish they, I wish that was mm-hmm. just a part of the dialogue, you know, instead of just like God has an answer for every single thing I've ever you, you every single question you could ever have about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just like I don't know. Um. But yes, I definitely see where where Michael's coming from as well. Absolutely, so. yeah, um, yeah. It's it's maybe a cop out for me to rely on my the no. old go to gay and Christianity, <laughs> my two things that I talk about. But you can't change you your know. feelings though. Like that's it's not a cop out. It's just feelings how you feel. don't care about your facts. Right. Boom, take that, Benny. <laughs> I uh, she never met a man she didn't like. Uh, is my least favorite song. I, I still like it. It's very fun to listen to, but like, it's she should stop slushing me here, mom. <laughs> uh, wait, was that about her mom? No, probably not. But like, it's like, uh, but it's, I think it's very funny to link those two together. <laughs> mm. Yeah, my mom never met. She never met one of my boyfriends. She didn't like. <laughs> uh, my mom can't stop fucking my boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, not again. <laughs> mom. <laughs> um, She's like talking to her friends and one of her friends is like, I walked in on my mom and dad having sex. And everyone's like, ew. And she's like, I walked in on my mom and my boyfriend having sex. And everyone's like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine Dolly's like, mom. And the mom looks in the camera and does like a gym look from the office. Like, mm, what are you going to do? <laughs> it teeters on the line of being slut shaming. I know that's not exactly what it is. Um, but um, it's like, I, and also like, it's kind of coming from a place of pain. <laughs> Whoa, uh, it's coming Whoa. from it's coming from a place of pain in terms of just like, um, she, uh, you know, she's hurt and she's begging the man to reconsider. Like, I'm the one who will actually love you. She loves everybody. And also, like, there's a part of me that wishes this was like maybe after, maybe after traveling man or something like that. You know, makes more sense narratively, but it would feel like it's more about her mom, though. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's also like it makes sense in life-wise that like life doesn't always follow a clean narrative and stuff like that. I'm just like sometimes you you come to an epiphany, then you backslide. Sometimes you got a home mom. Sometimes your mom is nice to you. you (laughs) Any other lowlights, John? Did we get to? Did we hear one from you? Like, no, I don't. Well. I would agree she never met a man. Uh, I just don't really remember it too well. And same with A Better Place to Live. Like, those ones just kind of faded into the background for me. Um, I think Better Place to Live, just because it's the last track on the record, like, I tend to forget those the most unless they're, like, very strong. Well, A Better Place to Live is tough to is right after Here I Am, which is, right. like, super memorable. Right. So, yeah, I would agree. Maybe if they switched places, it would be... It would click. I think more it would still me. not be rememberable, but it would yeah. not be a low light necessarily. <laughs> right. Well, for and, me. And, for me. It, yeah. Well, and it's also like none of these are really low lights because I really like this record. But uh, I like this one too. Yeah. So it's just it's less memorable for me, I guess. Okay. So um, 
let's get let's let's just rate this album like uh the, the way this works is we'll rate this out of 10 with a fun metric at the end uh i like this record like a lot i think it's really um strong and I, I know it's not her deb debut but this could have been like a really strong debut of just like kind of introducing her whole deal like her whole like modern day deal um and uh i just like it's very wholesome it's very like and sweet and uh there's not a lot, lot much more to say than uh, that i haven't already said so i'm gonna give it nine lies i reckon i ordn't out of ten <laughs> <laughs> uh i also really enjoyed this record um i don't as i just said i really don't have low lights per se um but i think there's some really great storytelling going on um i didn't i really didn't know anything about dolly's childhood so this was really cool to see where she came from and again we'll see that with the next record as well but uh yeah i really enjoyed it um there's definitely some standout tracks but i will give it eight and a half mystic rails of the mystery out of ten um, I really like this one as well. I think it's a, it's a super good album from Dolly. I think it every track is like listenable. It doesn't really fade to the background. I think it's like uh, a couple of the reusing of the song that's in Jolene is a little bit of egregious to me, but I, <laughs> and I found that out here, you know, but that's okay. I, I like that song still. So it that's works so good, out. Yeah. Um, I think this album's very good. I give it eight slutty moms out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on to my Tennessee mountain home. Uh, so let's go through highlights of that one. I love, uh, the, uh, friggin', uh, Dr. Robert F. Thomas. I think that's so fun. Oh, that's a cool one. <laughs> Dr. Robert F. Thomas. First of all, like <laughs> the way you're able to make that name work musically, I, I would have mm. never thought to do that. That's like, and it's so sweet to, to sing the praises of a member of the uh, an upstanding member of your community that maybe didn't get the recognition growing up or something like that like this is just a this is just a guy a doctor who helped people out didn't ask for a lot of money rode around on his horse and uh, he did it for the love of it and i see i do see why it's not as successful as the british doctor who though so maybe if, if this guy would have showed up in a tardis <laughs> then we could talk sure true. dr robert f tardis <laughs> hey um yeah like yeah it's just like you you would like to hope that like just you're it's just like no dr robert f thomas didn't like deliver a baby and go like okay but you have to write a song about me like dolly right. did this on her own volition basically she chose to write a song about this guy who's great and like that's like that must have been like a lovely gift and also to immortalize him you know just that's really cool. it's also just like so, like i never would have thought about like having a song written about like the person who delivered you you know like it's it's such an interesting concept to me so i think that's just it was a highlight for me solely because of the concept of it really then what's that song in um prince of egypt that's about moses about then huh <laughs> i don't know what you're referring to <laughs> deliver us <laughs> i also like the the bouncy like dr robert f thomas dun, 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 yeah. Dun. yeah i yeah, really yeah. love the that plunky the punkiness of the song is really great it also, for some reason, reminds me of David as Pumpkins from SNL. <laughs> Dr. David as Pumpkins. Was yeah. a... <laughs> Any questions? Uh, I really like the good old days. Um, yeah. Just because of the contrast between, you know, being like, hey, like, yeah, this is a record about, you know, these great memories we had. But also, like, there's more to it than that. There are 
bad things that we had to go through. Like we had to go through, we were in poverty. We had to go through terrible conditions. And, uh, yeah, I just think, I, I think that's really cool to see. Um, yeah. and yeah, her recognizing, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to, I would not want to do this again for like any amount of money, but I'm still recognizing where I came from and I wouldn't be the same without the, the it. lessons and the memories are. Priceless, yeah. I wouldn't be the person basically. I am without going through these hardships. Yeah. I wouldn't like change it either. Like, yeah. Yeah. Again, just like the, I think, you know, her songwriting prowess shows in terms of like the little details she shares of the idea mm-hmm. of like the, her, the crops were destroyed by the hail and like they wouldn't have food then. And then the cuts on her dad's hands and stuff. Cuts yeah. on her dad's hands. The, uh, the, the, the snow coming through the door, basically mm-hmm. it's just like, you can't, I can't even, you can't even imagine some of that stuff. And She's great at painting a picture. Yeah. Uh, what's a highlight for you, Michael? I like back home. It, it, uh, I'm about to go to Illinois next weekend uh, to visit my family. And it just like, kind of reminded me of like how old my siblings are, which is like, it just touched me, you know, in, like, a, in a nice way. Yeah, I think a lot of these songs are like, they, again, are very specific, but they are still ge- not generic enough, but broad enough to where anybody can relate to them. Like she is a voice kind of for the everyday person. Yeah. It's like, kind of like very different from like Taylor Swift's early album. I'm just like, you know, and, and, and I like that album. It's like very honest her experience, but it's like just so different from like, just like Taylor Swift saying like, I had a big old house. You're I used to run. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift saying like, I had a big old house I ran around in. And I was like, you know, my biggest problems were like, you know, my friends made fun of me at the mall or whatever. I love, um, I, I love, uh, wrong direction home and, down on Music Road. Those are two, like, those are two linked together, I think, in terms of, like, so if I, so if this, if Tennessee's my home, and I love it, and it means so much to me, then why am I trying to leave it? It's, but it's because of my ambition. It's because I want to become a singer. I want to become a songwriter. And then I like the specifics of Down on Music Road. First of all, the song sounds so great, and, like, it's so alive and propulsive and joyous um but she she sings she makes like singing about like being a struggling artist like very like first of all it's like just like really cool to hear like oh yeah i was struggling too like i i I, like i still had the same problems like growing up too like i was poor and like you know people weren't my breaks weren't coming fast enough and stuff like that i think that's really cool and then just like Again, I just love the return. I just love the completion of the arc of just like she's back um, to take on the music industry and she has the fortitude and strength from her the foundation of her home to tackle these things. I think that's awesome. I also like um, the title track, uh, My Tennessee Mountain Home. I think like I think it's like I'm reading the lyrics right now and I'm like, this is like poetry. Like she's a great writer when she says like honeysuckle vine clings to the fence along the lane. Their fragrance makes the summer wind so sweet. It's like, it, it, it just sounds so, it, it sounds like poetry. And, uh, it's, it's like, it makes me want to be there. Like she's talking about this memory so fondly that I'm like, Oh, I want to be there. Like playing with June bugs on a string, like chasing fireflies and stuff. Like it's so sweet. Also, uh, on, a What's the, uh, on, I remember, I didn't realize she was saying, um, I remember mama and daddy most of all. I thought she was saying, I remember mama, but daddy most of all. Yeah. Like, wow, that's <laughs> shitty to her mom. Like, 
Yeah. But she's saying both of them collective. I didn't realize that. I mean, mom is a cheating hobag slut. Right. So right. that's something to think about. I remember walking into my room. It's <laughs> just like I the travel bed sleeping with my mom. It's just like, uh, it's kind of that ladybird thing. And just like, isn't that the same thing? Love and attention. Like she pays attention to, she's able to identify tactile objects in from her childhood. Like, that old black kettle, like my dad's working boots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like the the stove that I we had to prop open with a fork and a stick. Like she, she's able to, she, she, it was hard, but she, she loves it. Like she wouldn't love it if she, she wouldn't remember it if she didn't love it. And it's like, kind of like also like the opposite of love is apathy. The opposite of love is not, not caring or not remembering it. So yeah, I think it's beautiful. Did we... <laughs> This is off topic, but have we talked about the cover of Bubbling Over? Because <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Wait. Uh, so album Bubbling Over? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so horrible. <laughs> oh um. my god, this is so horrible. <laughs> What's happening to her body? She's made of bubbles. It's like, it's really like the earliest Photoshop. It's terrible. It's also like, uh, what is this concept? Like, bubbling <laughs> over? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, last one, I'll just like kind of point out is just like uh i have no low lights for this i think this is a good album yeah um like daddy's working boots like again just like appreciating you know this is your foundation like the love the hard work your dad did you know he he was overworked and like um it's just like so lovely to write a tribute about him and then also like i i do i do feel like the golden boots is like an ironic punishment in hell though. <laughs> like that seems that sounds like so, you know, like that doesn't sound like a nice thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's like a monkey paw wish, heaven wish. Yeah. I don't love the letter being read out loud in its entirety at the beginning. I, think I realize I like it's like it. a scene Sweet. setting, but Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it set the scene well. So Yeah. I I like it personally. Yeah. I like it. It was good. I also get like I don't I'm, I'm I've talked about this before, but spoken word stuff I usually don't like. But yeah, that's kind of my issue. I, I kind of wish it was just like a melodical song. I guess. Dear I Mama, dear Daddy, dear Dad. <laughs> it doesn't have to even be like that. It could have been like a low key song, like sure. And I remember <laughs> when we grew up. You know, she like does that like a little red, bit. Yeah, a little, but it's mostly. Just read out loud. Also, there's an instrumentation. I think that's like kind of okay. Sing to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, sing to it. <laughs> okay, sing to it. The baby coward. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Max, I don't care about your feelings. Back to that. Uh, any other? Yeah. What's a? I really. I think don't my have only anything. low light. My low light is that these there's not as much instrumental variety as there is on code of many colors like sure. i know we're not technically comparing them but these songs all technically kind of sound the same uh so it's not quite as fun to listen to as code of many colors in my opinion but i do also appreciate it more as a complete album than i do code of many colors like it feels narratively more cohesive yeah, I, I agree yeah like they're less like obvious standouts with this one even though all the songs are good um but like th- there's not as something as transcendent as code of many colors or something like that which is mm-hmm. just like what it's like in there i guess like my tennessee mountain home is kind of that like probably the most well-known from this album but yeah 
Yeah. So like, yeah, let's rate this uh, album out of 10. Uh, so who would like to go first? Yeah, I, I do like it more cohesively as a record, like I just said, um, compared to Code of Many Colors. Like, I think narratively, track li- listing is great. I think the story is great. Um, my only qualm is that, again, a lot of these songs blend together instrument instrumentally, not very exciting. Um, but I do think, like, a lot of these songs, the lyrics are beautiful and poetic and paint great pictures and uh i love the contrast of there's great memories there's bad memories they all made me who i am today they got me where i need to be uh so i will give it uh are you from tennessee because you're the only eight i see out of ten <laughs> that's better better shot it's better uh i i said i think earlier that i like code of many colors a little better than this one but now that we're talking about it and as we're reading through the track list, I'm kind of like just it evokes a lot more emotion from me than mm-hmm. I think the other one does. I think it's it's a lot more family oriented. It's a lot more like remember home like you don't have to be back at home, but home helps you be who you are, you know, and I think that's really beautiful, really sweet. Um and because of that, I will give this eight and a half uh, babies delivered on the si- side of a Tennessee mountain out of ten. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, like I agree with Michael in terms of just like the just the subject matter is so potent for me. I just like talking about home and talking about like where you came from and stuff like that. that I think about that a lot. And, uh, you know, as you grow older, um, this is this is kind of the experience like the, uh, the experience of the album is kind of the experience you generally have. It's just like home is like the, now instead of it, like the place you grew up instead of it being like a. um a given it's like kind of like the luxury like home is like the feeling of home is a luxury now that you get every so often um and i think that's a very mature and full and honest view of that um in terms of recognizing that there's like this austin mcconnell quote of just like home you can never go back home but it's something you try to make for other people um so by like singing about and by like singing its praises and by like documenting it honestly, um, it comes to life again. And I think that's really beautiful. And I also think it's beautiful that it's not just a waxing poetic about like how great it was the entire time. It's very honest. It's just like, yeah, it, it you know, we, we went hungry some days and when we were, we went hungry some days and we didn't have enough food. And, you know, my dad was overworked and, um, we were crammed in a little house and it sucked. Um, but yeah, then just like that. I, and I love the full circle narrative arc of it too. It just like her coming back to Nashville ready, you know, just like, um, reinvigorated with energy. So, um, and that's what home can do for you. And uh, so I'm going to give this nine forks and sticks shoved in your oven door to keep it propped open at 10. <laughs> nice. Um, so great. So let's uh, get to our... I was worried about this episode. I was worried about it being too long. Um, so let's get to our... I've been meaning to listen to that. And we and did. We did. Playlist. Playlist. Okay. So let me just like... You, someone else go first. I'd like find the sure. the exact version of what I was going to do. Sure. Uh, so this song, it's like an uh, artist's comeback song. It's uh, Shakira's most recent song. It's her uh, recent foray in English music. I love Shakira. I think uh, 
uh, Laundry Service uh, remains in like my top five albums of all time. I love mm-hmm. that album. So I, I just have an affinity for her. I just really like her. Uh, Don't Wait Up is the song. Click. I need to do something for myself. Oh, don't wait up. It's, it's like EDM influence. It's a little bit, I think it needs a remix maybe, but I am excited for when it does have a remix. She's a classic and she is an icon. She's the <laughs> moment. Yeah, she's icon. She's a legend. She's the moment. Come on now. <laughs> My song this week is uh, Fancy by Bobby Gentry. Click. I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one-room rundown shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. I'm so fancy, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm Bobby, I'm I'm Bobby Gendrick. <laughs> From L.A. to Tokyo. Uh, tune into uh, with a country twang. Tune into Charlie X. to blow. Maybe into... I knew that. I thought that you knew this. <laughs> Can't say no haters. <laughs> that's Keep how, going. That's how she sounds. Uh, the truth is, and, and then she's Taya Mox. Taya Mox. Raptor passer, motorbike passer. Taya Mox. Taya Mox. All right. Why, why do you like this, Sean? <laughs> I mean, we um, kind of covered it already. Why the song good? <laughs> yeah, no. That, everything has been I'm said. I'm gonna watch that video right yeah. now. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. This is like, uh, fancy is, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, give me a second. Let you collect yourself. <laughs> I love that video. It's so good. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Okay. What I really like about, um, Dolly's songs are how, you know, specifically are the great songwriting storytelling. Um, this is a song about, a like young girl who's basically like living in poverty is forced to turn to sex work and uh just about like her experience with that basically um but also the the drums on it remind me of uh oh what was the song from code of many colors the nature song whatever it's called i already forgot uh yes early morning breeze it reminded me a lot of that um but yeah great storytelling the vocals are really great bobby gentry is uh just a really fun singer. She has another really great song. Actually, I'm going to do two picks. The other song is um, I'll Never Fall in Love Again by Bobby Gentry. Click. What do you get when you fall in love? A guy with a pen to burst your bubble. That's what you get for all your trouble. And this one is a really fucking funny song and she's talking about like just her experience with experiences with men and like she, i can't remember what she says she says like um what do you get when you fall in love like uh or when you kiss a guy you get like pneumonia and shit like that and like then he'll never bone you and all this and it's really funny and uh yeah check it out i kind of rushed through that but check it out check it out uh so 
you know, we sang a little bit of it today. Um, well, naturally not the song. Like, um, it's not from Hamilton. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's from Justice yeah, 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 yeah. Dream yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I think this musical is no, really that good. Is a good. Yeah. Musical. Like, um, I remember the Centennial High School version of it mm-hmm. was like really mm-hmm. beautiful. Like, um, yeah, the, Wait, I remember that too. Were you in it? I was not in it. I just watched it. Were you in it, Sean? Like, okay. I did lights for it. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I yeah, that was a great show. Um, mm-hmm. they are, I, I can't. Uh, yeah, it's I, I had a great time watching that show. Like one of my favorite shows watching in high school, uh, too. Uh, so this song was really incredible to me. Uh, Close every door to me. Click. Do what you want with me. Hate me. Darken my daytime and torture my nights. My life I'm gonna do the um, Jason Donovan version from the London Palladium cast recording. Um, kind of like where he gets more grandiose and more like kind of like because the ver- original version is very subdued and quiet, and there's like a tinny synth and stuff. Um, but this is a really incredible song, just like Joseph stuck in like the pit and like going like. Will I ever get out of here? Basically, it's really beautiful. Um, and then I'll do two picks this week. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Uh, go, go, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Go, 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 Joe. <laughs> you know, what, you they know say. what they say. <laughs> Hang out on Joseph. You'll make it one day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the next song is uh, "Stay High" by Childish Gambino and Brittany Howard. It's a cover of um, the the Alabama Shake song. Um, yeah, it's like uh, gorgeous, gorgeous song. It's kind of just like about like you know enjoying yourself and staying high and stuff. And uh, it's like bouncy beat, like so. Also, just a surprise, like Childish Gambino, one of my favorite artists. Um, just like killing it. Like I thought he, he was sounds re- great. I thought he was retired, so like it's really nice to hear from him again. So uh, yeah. That's my pick. So, all right, we nice. did it. Uh, so we did that it. was our first episode of Dolly Podton. Uh, hopefully that was good. Uh, I think that was good. And what, Andrew, you always like undercut our podcast. <laughs> let's let's come into it hot, like where this is the best podcast you've ever heard. Fuck Thanks yeah. for listening, y'all. Our podcast rocks. Andrew thinks so too. See you next time on Dolly <laughs> Dolly Podcastathon Part Two: The Reup. Yeah, uh, tune in next the week. Re-up. Tune in next week for uh, our episode on Jolene with uh, the incredible Lisa Gilroy and Ashley Hairston, two two of our returning favorites. Sean wasn't there, <laughs> so it wasn't. Sean there. will Sean will have not have been there. Yeah, um, it's a great episode. Uh, can't wait for y'all to hear it. Um, I'm very giggly during it. <laughs> I had such a little fun time. Uh, so um, yeah, two, two truly two of the funniest like people on uh, the internet. Um, so on God's planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Some would say. Uh, so let's uh, let's end with a closing sentiment from uh, Michael. Dolly. All oh, right, yeah. three, two, one. Y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Click tie up monks.